Hello and welcome back to another episode of Internal Rambles. This is your girl, Rochelle. If you are new, welcome. And if you're returning, thank you for tuning back in. Internal Rambles is a very eclectic podcast. You can get me pretty much wherever you get your podcast content. Also at the official site, which is internalramblespodcast.com. I talk about everything from my life, career, trending entertainment topics, etc. My normal episodes releases every Thursdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My bonus content, which could include the male perspective with G.O. and also my reality show recaps. Those are not on any set schedule. They release whenever I am able to get them out to you. (laughs) And today we're back with another bonus episode continuing to recap and review Ready to Love Dallas. So let's get into the recap of the second episode of Ready to Love. Alrighty, so the second episode picks back up where the first episode leaves off. They did not announce which male was getting voted off of the show by the women. And so we learned that the women decided that Brandon was not ready to love. And if you remember, Mr. Brandon was the man, the male that had only been divorced for six months. He actually married his wife twice and divorced her twice and he has four children and they decided that was team too much for them and I understand that it sounds like Brandon needs a little bit more time to focus on himself focus on them children and then maybe a little bit down the line he'll be ready to love so they voted Brandon off now unfortunately that meant that Habibi was still there (laughs) so um They did not vote Habibi off, and so he's still going to be there with his foolishness. We'll get more into that uh, later on. But yes, Brandon was the male that was voted off. So then they get into nephew Tommy. Mr. Tommy Miles has a brunch for the single so they can continue to mingle and get to know each other. And so a little bit that happens uh, that happened at the at the uh, brunch with the singles. Marvin discloses, Marvin is the erotic author, that he indeed is into S&M as I predicted. He he alluded to it, you know, that he was into dominance and, you know, he didn't really get into it. He did share that he was an erotic author, but he let it all hang out. <laughs> and he shared with one of the, uh, with I actually, I think more than one woman that he is into it all. He's into uh, restraints, flogging, the whole nine. And I knew it. I, I said, you know, he was trying to be coy about it, but I knew. I said, yeah, he in, he in, he into all the freaky deakiness. So um, one of the women, one of the women was like, you know what, child, that's not for me. Like I had to really be into you and just really like, I don't even know what it would take for me want to get down like that but there was one woman who's like you know it's just something about him he's just so 
He's just so dominating. He's just so masculine. I just saw him edge. Yeah, child, he's, he, he told you he's into all that. He is a dominant. He's a, you know, he's into dominant behavior and he, and he that's what it is. Like th- there's not something about him. He didn't told you what's about him. <laughs> and so he's all like, you know, I love the way that she's just so, she's just so shy and she's just, I was just like, child, he done found his prey. I'm sorry. <laughs> So Unique is the one that uh, she's a TV producer is the one that's like, yeah, I think I might be into it. Uh, uh, Okay. Also at the brunch, Red confronts Unique because she was the one who told him at the initial mixer, the first episode that she believes that he has a thought job. He's a comedian and I think a DJ or something like that. And so he confronts her and and pretty much tells her that he did not appreciate her comment that he, you know, that this is his career. He makes good money um, and that he doesn't really understand how she could say that he has a thought job and that they're in the same industry. Like he's a comedian and a DJ and she's a TV producer, like they're in the same entertainment industry. So he says to her, like, you know, so does that mean that we both fighting because we're in the same industry and she did not like that. But I can understand, you know, why, you know, A, why you coming for me, for me and B, we in the same industry. That's like a, if she was a nurse and he was a doctor, for example, and she was saying he had a thought job. Y'all both in the medical field. You all right. So she definitely took that um, personally, even though it was the same thing that she did to him. And she was just like, I'm just not going to deal with Red. You know, I don't like him. And he was being disrespectful. And You started it. You know, I'm not saying that his approach was the best or anything, but she was rude and disrespectful first. And he just returned the energy. Like, you know, sometimes you got to keep I'm not saying this is the rightest thing to do. But sometimes, you know, when people are being disrespectful or whatever, sometimes you got to keep that same energy, like, to show them, you know, sometimes I can show you better than I can tell you, (laughs) you know, so not saying it was the best approach, but literally he just did the same thing. He turned it up a notch or three, but, you know, so anyways, pretty sure they're not a connection. (laughs) Later in the episode, um... The singles, they split off and they have some group dates. And in one of the group dates, two of the women kind of compete for Red. Speaking of Red, um, I want to get their names right. So Kira and Janelle compete for Red. They fill in him and Janelle gets very jealous that he does not like, she does not like the fact that, um, Red was showing um, a lot of affection or just like just more interest. He was just flirty, flirty with her. They went to like, I would say it's like a bar. There was like darts and pool and um, uh, like something kind of like bowling. Like it was something called like bowling football. I don't even know what it was. So um, and I guess, you know, she did well or she got like a, a strike or something and he like picked her up and she was just like, you know, I'm here. You know, why would he give her all this attention? And I, so she did not like that. Uh, <laughs> also on this group date, unfortunately, Habibi was there 
And he admits that he is basically a habitual cheater. He just says it very matter of factly, like, yep, I be cheating. I done done some cheating and I be cheating. He's so immature. I can't remember how old. I don't have my previous notes. Um, I want to say he's early 30s. He really act like he's 21. And that's just kind of being great. That's giving him some grace and being kind. He acts very immature. And, you know, one of the women is like, you know, I just love, I appreciate the honesty. Okay, that's one way to look at it. But uh, he just, when you, you know, he like if you could look up no filter in the dictionary, he would just be like the poster child of just like have some tact. I don't even know. And he's like, yeah, you know, my girlfriend wasn't giving me oral sex so I just had to cheat on her and I was just like okay he's like but I learned from that but yeah I be cheating though I you know I I do be cheating I have cheated and he it just like it's just it's weird to watch because it just shows his immaturity like in one respect he says you know I learned from it but then he was just like yeah I be cheating like so did he really learn from it I don't know I don't know. I don't know. The other group date, Eris invites Jessica, Sierra, Clinton, Herbert, and Chris to her home for some small, I don't know, hors d'oeuvres, maybe you want to call it, and some drinks. Sierra, she's kind of feeling Herbert. You know, she's really flirty with him. And she shares that she has been abstaining from the horizontal boogie for about a year. And that she's really proud of that. And, um, you know, the others were like, yeah, that's really something to be proud of. But Herbert in his little diary confessional thing, whatever you call it, he was like, I don't know about being with someone that ain't that I can't have sex with. You know, that would just be a challenge. <laughs> um... Chris uh, is uh, kind of sections off from everyone and he's talking to Jessica and I believe he's Nigerian. We'll go with that. And uh, he she asks him, like, you know, I overheard you previously talking. You know, can you tell me more about like arranged marriages? You were talking about that. And so basically he shares that, you know, in his culture and his family, like, you know, his siblings have had um, arranged marriages that he was supposed to have an arranged marriage, but that he, you know, pretty much told his family that he didn't want that, that he wanted to be able to find his wife. And he shared like they were sending him pictures like, you know, choose which wife you want. And then they even at one point like sent him pictures of twins. <laughs> and I was like, which twin you want? But, you know, he's like, you know, I love my family, but I had to, you know, make choices for my life. And they were initially not, you know, supportive of it, but I, I think he said that they've come around and, and have accepted his um, decision not to continue with, you know, what's um, a part of his culture and that, you know, you know, he's just going to find his own life. So that was that. And then Eris and Clinton were discussing and Clinton was like, you know, I just want to talk to you because I just need to know if this is an issue for you. I am 10 years younger than you. Um, I think he's 33 and she's, I'm, I'm guessing, so she must be 43. And, you know, are you, is this an issue that I'm, you know, kind of significantly younger than you? You know, will you, are you okay with dating a younger man? 
And I think she pretty much says she's okay with it. Like, she's like, you know, you're not a child. So, you know, she's okay with seeing how things go. So that was that. Those two group dates. And then more Habibi. Right? Because, you know, you just need a little more. No, you don't. You really don't. Habibi and Sierra go on a date. And at first it was going fine, you know. Sierra's like I really like his vibe I like you know the only thing that she really likes about him is that she finds him funny like they have similar humor she's telling a story about her mom she says she you know I'm really close with my mom I talk to her every day and she was telling like a you know a funny story about like when they were like eating like you know um basically and then you know he's like oh man you know your mom ain't s-h-i-t you know and I think he was trying to be funny but she was like don't talk about my mom like don't say that about my mom like that's not funny you don't know my mom like don't like that's not a joking thing to say about my mom so it's just like when I say like he has no filter like he's just you know like I think you know when you know someone and you know you may be like oh yeah your mom was tripping you know but I just think like you when you don't know someone it's just like you have to be mindful of how you talk about someone's family but also, like, their parent, who she literally just said, like, I'm very close with my mom, like, you know, and it just, like, flew, like, he was like, you really upset? Yeah, really, like, you're not funny, and you're not as funny as you think you are, but the way he says things is just so crazy, it's just like, you all right? <laughs> so, anyways... This week, the women are empowered to send one man home. And as they are discussing who they are not feeling, child, ready to love almost turns into love and hip hop. <laughs> because Janelle and I want to get uh, the right name, Tequila, Tequila, they almost get into a fight. Like they, you know, she, they one of them, I think it was Tequila, she gets up and we could do this if you really want. And the only reason why men like it was because your skin color. I mean, like she, they were not playing. Like they, she, security had to come up and like separate the women. And I'm like, and they were fighting about Habibi. The most disrespectful, childish, immature one. And first of all, why y'all fighting over Habibi? Well, no, first of all, why y'all fighting? A, why y'all fighting over the worst one? B, and then y'all just got there. This is episode two. Like, you can't have caught no feelings for nobody. Three, like, what? what is the problem? Y'all are right. You know, I guess Tequila, Tequila's the only one that really, really, like, likes him. And you just don't, he just misunderstood. You just don't understand him, child. Ain't nobody trying to understand him. He got some growing up to do because Janelle, the reason why Janelle doesn't like him is because she shares that off camera, he made a really disrespectful comment to her, like, sexual comment to her, like, about, you know, ooh, you know, next time I see you, I'm going to be sucking on your, you know, you can fill in the blanks and Tommy Miles gets very upset he's like that is unacceptable you know if anything happens like that you know please let me know we do not tolerate disrespect here like he's just a child he's ridiculous ignorant I mean I keep going so the fact that you know 
Janelle has a real legit reason why she don't want Habibi to be there and why she not feeling him. And you, you just, he just misunderstood. Nah, 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 nah. If I, if he go, I need to go. Child, why you knocking and bucking about this man you just met two seconds ago? I don't even think they went on a single date yet. They went on a group date. But she really like my man, my man, my man over this dude she just met. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyways, let's move forward. The bottom two was Habibi. Okay. And Red, the women just feel like they're not connecting to him. One, one woman was just like, he feels like a colleague, not someone I'm wanting to date. And you know, the one lady, I think uh, Unique don't like him. <laughs> but ultimately, Habibi was the one that was sent home. And understandably so. He has been disrespectful to multiple women. He's rubbed multiple women the wrong way. He doesn't, he's not, he's childish. He needs to grow up. And this show is not for him. And I don't think he's ready to love. I think he's just ready to play around. And I said that the first episode and I still say that now. And that's that. <laughs> And that is my recap of episode two. You know, despite Habibi's foolishness, you know, I do think it's going okay so far. People are connecting. I don't see any standout couples thus far, but or potential strong connections. But the the season is still young. So we will see what continues to happen on Ready to Love Dallas. Um, I haven't been keeping up with in other, like, so in other reality show news i haven't been keeping up with married at first sight i have not watched since the um decision day episode so i haven't seen like the bonus episodes they've been doing i haven't watched the reunion i haven't watched the where they now i have no idea what's going on um i did see that a rumor that potentially the next season might be in dallas i don't know if that's been confirmed or announced or i don't know so I don't know anything. Um, I do want to watch at least the Where Are They Now. I don't know if I want to go back and see all those other. I don't know. Um, maybe I should watch the reunion at least and Where Are They Now. But those other bonus episodes, I don't know if I have the patience to watch that. But and then I have I saw like a clip of like Dr. Pepper and. Pastor Cal, yeah, I know I love him. Um, kind of re I don't know if that's a show or if it's just on YouTube. I saw the clip on YouTube. They're like watching the show and giving their thoughts on on the show. Um, so I thought that's cute. I'm telling you, the darn Merida at first sight must be such a cash cow because they they will draw out a season and give you as much bonus content <laughs> as possible you thought it was oh you thought the season was over no we got more episodes we got the where are they now after six months after nine months we got the cast looking at the, the cast on the couch we got the what do they do they do like the show where you know after they've been the couples after they've been together and they do that show we got the you know the 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 experts doing this i mean they just they like y'all y'all watch it we gonna do it like they oh my gosh anyways <laughs> so that's that really appreciate all of y'all for listening 
please. You know, if you didn't listen to my first recap of the first episode, go back to that. Listen to my previous episodes of anything if you haven't. And be on the lookout like I have been announcing that I hopefully will get the final release date for the next episode of Male Perspective with G.O. Hopefully I will announce that this coming Thursday, which is I think Thursday's date is the 20th. Yes, that should be the 20th. So hopefully on July 20th, I'll be able to have a release date, a firm release date for the next episode of Male Perspective with my good friend G.O. Thank you for listening today. Take care of yourselves. And until next episode, this is your girl, Rochelle.